Lord God, my Heavenly Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. With the help of the Holy Spirit and by your grace, Lord, I join with the heavenly host making a joyful noise to you and serving you, Lord, with gladness. I come before your holy presence with singing of praises and worship. Lord, I now perceive and I recognize and I understand with great approval that you are my God. And it is with you, through you, in you, who made us, not we of ourselves, that we are yours. We are the people and the sheep of your pasture. Father, I enter to the gates with thanksgiving, and I present an offering of thanks this morning on this wonderful Sunday. I enter into your courts with praise, hallelujah. I am thankful and a, and a delight to say so. To all those that are listening to the sound of my voice, I am thankful and I am filled with the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bless and I affectionately praise the name of Almighty God from my lips to his heart. For you are good and you are merciful and loving kindness and everlasting to everlasting. Your faithfulness and true endeavor and they endure to all generations. Lord God, it is good and delightful thing to give thanks to you, O Most High, Most High God. Lord, it is by your Holy Spirit perfect. The fruit of my lips speak the love I have for you, my Heavenly Father. Help me draw thanksgiving forth from my inner innermost resources let me reach down into the most secret places of my heart and i and i i may offer significant thanksgiving to you father thank you for your son jesus christ who by his blood by his bruises has he healed us and made us one heir co-heirs with you, through you. This I ask today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Welcome. Hallelujah. I'm back on the air uh, a little bit better. Uh, I was down with the flu. I apologize for missing on Sunday or on Wednesday, I mean. Um, so let's get, let's, let's just jump into the word of God today. I'm excited to be back. Welcome back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry, a ministry that are filled with prayer warriors, prayer partners, shepherds of prayer, those that, that, that spend their time lifting up all of you that are in the sound of my voice in prayer, going before the throne of God on your behalf, whether you're, it's an illness, whether it's you've lost your job, whether it's uh, marital problems, whatever it is, when you write those in, those requests in, our prayer partners, prayer warriors go into prayer for you. So we are a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry 
prayer ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ashford, Arizona, which I have been absent from for too long, and will be getting back over there as quickly as possible, as well as from the worldwide broadcast studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. We are now broadcasting to over 21 different countries and providences. So wherever you are, and may be listening to the sound of my voice today, we welcome you in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hello, I'm Pastor Davenport, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. As Christmas and winter is fast approaching, we have kicked off our winter homeless drive as, as we're asking for donations so we may purchase sleeping bags, tents, coats, jackets for our homeless. We also provide homeless bags that are filled with toothbrushes, toothpaste, shampoo, combs, brushes, bars of soap, washcloths, towels, and feminine hygiene products for their ladies' bags, as well as razors, shaving cream for our men's bags. We can't have this stuff sent to us, so what we ask is that you that you put it upon your heart to go to God in prayer and ask the Lord what kind of a love offering that you should send over to this ministry to help us out with this during the winter months. I know that sometimes it's very difficult for me to, to meet ends and be able to keep the broadcast on the air. But praise the Lord, I have some wonderful, wonderful partners out there that that's, that help by tithing to, to the broadcast. So uh, for those of you that are, are, are homebound and uh, can't get out to go to church, uh, I pray that we would become your church here on this broadcast. The address is on the website, spiritualawareness.net. Um, you can donate on that website. Um, it, it'll show you exactly how to do it. So let's get started with today's message. You know, the first Christmas was really a culmination of plans and events that began even before the earth was created. It did not begin with a manger or a surprise couple of unwed parents. It was a result of a plan by God to bring real meaning and satisfaction to the world where he had created life. Today, Sunday, I would like to look not just back to a city of Bethlehem and a couple of weary taxpayers, but to a time before time was of any meaning or importance. Back to where God was laying the blueprints for eternity. Really, there is no beginning or ending for this story. The event of birth is a, a, an infinite event, but the one who lived it, that body of flesh, was truly infinite. So let's explore today the birth of all births. First off, light ex exploded into the world of darkness. Joy breaking forth into the world of misery, pain, and sorrow. Peace entering into the world of confusion and yet violence. Love shining forth into a world so desperate for something real. A love that would give and not just take. A love that would look beyond our faults and see our needs. Yes, God plans a world. Man and all of earth's features were based on the coming of a Messiah, Jesus Christ. 
God created man in his own image. In his image, he created them. What image? Paul tells us in Romans chapter 5, verse 14. Romans chapter 5, verse 14. It says, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgressions. Who is the figure of him that was to come? That was Adam the first. God knew that man would one day fail and need a savior, so God had planned a provision for redemption through the sacrificial death of the man, Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. All of the world's events both led to and brought about a fulfillment of God's own plans. One, man's sin brought the curse of God as well as the promise that one day the seed of woman would defeat the devil. In Genesis 3, verse 15, he said, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So God meticulously planned an, an, an ancestry for the Messiah from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, then on to David, whose descendant would occupy the throne for eternity. Glory to God. God had a plan. God had a plan for you. And God had a plan for myself as well. Prophecies down through the ages tells of events of the coming of the Messiah. Emmanuel, God with us. Say that with me. Emmanuel, God with us. Over 300 individual prophecies were foretold and fulfilled. Glory to God. They were fulfilled. Over 300. The nature of his conception in Isaiah 7, verse, uh, chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Ooh, say that with me. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. In Micah 5 and 2 is the location of his birthplace. Now, these are this is Old Testament. But thou Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou liveth among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler of Israel, who's going forth and been from old, from everlasting. That's a tough one to fulfill in that the one chosen to be his mom was from Nazareth in Galilee, in the upper part of Israel, where Bethlehem, Ephrata, and an ancestral home of David. God allowed the heathen emperor of Rome, Caesar Augustus, to decree that every subject of the Roman Empire was to be taxed. All were forced to register according to their family lineage. Since 
both Joseph and Mary were from the lineage of David, they had to go to Bethlehem to register and to be taxed. The actual history of the birth, according to the Bible, in Luke and in Matthew, both record parts of the story and combined, they tell us the whole picture. In Luke chapter 1, 5 through 26, the announcement to Zacharias about John. John was the forerunner of Jesus. Verse 5, there was in the days of Herod the king of Judah and a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abba, and his wife was the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass, I'm in verse 8, and it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Verse 10, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what it says. He will be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's tomb. And many of the children of Israel shall be he turned to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and to the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the people prepare for the Lord. <clears throat> Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife was well stricken in years. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, to show you these glad tidings. And behold, Thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that they tarried so long in the temple, and when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked upon me to take away my reproach among men. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth 
to a virgin to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among all women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto him, The Holy Ghost shall come unto thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And Mary and the angel departed from Mary. Now Mary decided that she was going to take a trip to see her cousin Elizabeth. That starts in Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 45. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country in haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and salutated Elizabeth, said hello. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come unto me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, my babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her by the Lord. The birth of John, the forerunner of the Messiah, was a great thing. In Luke chapter 1, verse 57 through 66. Why, why Pastor, are you going through all these scriptures? Because this is... This is the Christmas the way it really was. This is Christmas the way it really was. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. They rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on that eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by that name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for the writing tablet. And he wrote, saying, His name is John. And they all marveled on. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosened, and he spake, and he praised God. And fear came upon all who dwelt around about them. 
And all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country and of, of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was upon him. And we're going to turn over to Matthew chapter 1, 18 to 25. Because I want to show you Joseph's vision in a dream. Because truly this is the Christmas and what it really was like. In verse 18, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on, on this wise. When as his mother Mary was in spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he was thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of by the Lord, by the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from the sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, everybody had to pay taxes. So in Luke chapter 2, if you would turn there, grab your Bible. Luke chapter 2, 1 through 5. And we want to talk about paying taxes because, boy, I'll tell you what, in today's world, that's a big thing. And it's about to become a lot bigger. Verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be taxed. And this taxing was made when Serenius was governor of Syria, Syria, excuse me. And all went to be taxed, everyone into their own city. And Joseph also went up to Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. In Luke chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And then we can kick over to Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 20. And I want to talk about for a moment the shepherds who received this, this immaculate uh, vision from the angels. It was an announcement of the birth of the Savior of this world. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 20. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. 
And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Say that with me. To all people. Say it one more time. To all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto each of us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad, saying, which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which they were told by them, the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, in verse 20, it says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Listen to me. The Lord says, How greater, how greater are the miracles that you, in the faith that you have, having not seen him, than the faith that they had when they saw him. Greater is your faith for believing. Then the wise men saw the star in the east. Now people say that they came to the manger. Prophecy of the star to arise out of Jacob and the king of kings to rise out of Israel is found in the book of Numbers in the Old Testament. Numbers 24 and 17, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and the scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Seth. Probably one of the most misplaced events of the season is where most put the wise men arriving at the stable with Jesus as a newborn the first night. Actually, when the men arrived from the east, they went to the palace in Jerusalem where the most kings would be born. But our Savior, our Lord of Lords, and our King of Kings was not born in a mansion, was not born in a castle, was not born in a palace. He was born in a stable to show that he was with us, you and I. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through 7, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah. 
For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. Not a baby, a young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, and I shall come and worship him also. They went to Bethlehem as directed by the scribes as they left Jerusalem. The star they had seen in the east led them to the house where the young child, not a baby, a young child, Jesus and his family were. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 9 through 12, I mean, if you really want to know what Christmas is all about, this is where Christmas is all about. In Matthew, in the book of Matthew, chapter 2, 9 through 12, when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced in exceedingly great joy. And when they were come into the house, listen to what it says. They were come into the house. I'm in Matthew. I should read this. I'm in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in the dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. You see, Herod only wanted to kill the child. And so when the wise men did not return, he sent out soldiers to find the child and kill it. It doesn't look good for the new Messiah. But as usual, God intervened and sent a warning to Joseph to get out of town. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 13 and 18, we see, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt. And be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Verse 14, And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt, and was there until death of Herod. And it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem in all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently required, inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah there a voice heard lamentations and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted because they are not. You see, due, due to the time told to Herod by the wise men, he had all young boys from birth to two years old killed. What a massacre. What a horrible massacre this was. Jeremiah caught this in his prophecy of Rachel weeping for her children. And finally, Herod died, and the, and the Lord told Joseph to return to the land of Israel. And each step was fulfilling the many prophecies of the life of the Messiah. 
It is the absolute amazing how God works in our lives if we just listen to God. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 19 through 23, we read, But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeareth in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the child's life. And he arose, and he took the young child and his mother, and he came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that the uh, Archelaus did reign in Judah in, in the room of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go thither. Notwithstanding, being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. And he came and he dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Now, now let's talk about the rest of the story. I mean, we're talking today, this Sunday, we are talking about Christmas, the way it really, really was. But now I want to tell you the rest of the story. Each step, every part of the birth, the life, the existence of Emmanuel, God with us became a reality. There was one purpose of Christ's life on this earth, and that was to bring salvation to all mankind. The peace and the love the world is crying for today can be found in the salvation which Jesus came to this earth to bring. He came that we might have life and have life more abundantly. In John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I come, saith Jesus, I am come that they might have life and that they, they might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we think nothing else of this Christmas, may we think of that, that our Lord and our Savior came to this world to bring salvation to you and I. And to bring peace. The, priest, the, the, the peace that the world is crying for right now. Turn on the television. Well, actually, turn it off. But, I mean, when you listen to the television, what are you hearing? China, Russia, Iran, Iraq. Everybody fighting everyone. The peace that this world is crying for will only be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Lift your hands to heaven and somebody say, shout amen. It will never be in the kingdoms of this world. It will never be in, in, in presidents or, or queens or kings or princes. It will be, it must be, because he is the prince of peace. The peace of this earth. The angel spoke of was the peace which Jesus Christ brought through the revelation of new life in him. We will be a peaceful people because we are we have Jesus within us. Jesus is in us. And if we'll only go inward and grab a hold of some of that love and that peace and the tranquility that Christ brings in your life. And then share it with someone this Christmas. In Matthew 10, 34, Think not that I am come to spend, send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. 
We don't want to hear this. We want peace on earth. The only thing we will get in this world is tribulation. Peace is in Jesus Christ. Peace is knowing we are his and, and will live forever with Christ Jesus. How much more, how much more do we need to say? In John 16.33, these things I have spoken unto you, I say this in closing, that in me, this is Christ speaking, if it's written in red, Jesus said, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but it be of good cheer, because I, now Jesus is speaking, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. He is the overcomer, and he's here, and he's here for you right now. I leave you with this. In the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33, we said it. These things I have spoken unto you that in me, in me, say it with me, in me, that's Jesus, ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Please, let us remember this Christmas season that the real reason for the season is Jesus. He has come that we might have life. So make Christ the center of your Christmas in your home this year. Perhaps your job or your mission is to tell others, just as the shepherds, the thing which you have seen and what you've heard. For today, I have given you the real story of Christmas. Let the world around you know that Jesus is the one true reason for this season. That Jesus Christ came to bring us all new life, hope, joy, and peace this Christmas. Tell them the real story of Christmas. I pray that God will bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you. This Christmas, I don't want you to think of a babe in a manger. I want you to close your eyes and visualize Jesus Christ in that golden white robe standing, standing in the easternmost sky, waiting for his father to say, Go, get my children. What a Christmas that will be when one day. God says, go get my children. And we see Christ in the easternmost sky as the clouds part 
and roll back. And they're standing in the glory of Almighty God will be our Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you. And Merry Christmas.